0: After inspecting the cracked skull and ensuring the immediate threat was over, the group took inventory of their scorched belongings and considered their next steps. Everyone's clothing and gear showed signs of having been caught in the fireball. Lee and Albrecht's gear was mostly destroyed, leaving them practically naked. Turn and bandaged everyone's wounds and the group decided to rest in the smelter's cavern where they fought the flaming skull. Lee cast alarm on the immediate area and examined the five ways in and out of the chamber. Pippin suggested they follow the channel cut into the floor. Mallet investigated the water wheel, but found nothing helpful. About forty minutes into their rest, the group heard shuffling coming from the southeast. Everyone gathered their arms as three ghouls entered the chamber. Lee cast Hunter's mark on one of the ghouls as he drew his bow, but the bowstring snapped, having been damaged from the flames. Albrecht shouted vicious mockery at the closest ghoul, only causing it to rush up and claw at him, raking his flesh, and causing his muscles to seize up, paralyzing him. Pippin ran around to flank the enemy and stabbed one with both of his short swords. The ghoul turned to attack him, but Pippin dashed out of range before he could be reached. The third ghoul clawed at Malla, raking her flesh and causing her muscles to seize up, paralyzing her. Attilius hit the one that attacked Albrecht with the firebolt. Julius used his B-shape to turn into a wolf, and ran over to the ghoul attacking Pippin, avoiding that ghoul's counterattack. Turnham touched Pippin with Cure Wounds and cast Healing Word on Albrecht. Lee slashed the lead ghoul with Talon, dodging its return attack. Albrecht managed to free his muscles from the paralyzation and stabbed through the ghoul with his rapier and psychic blade, dropping it. Pippin dashed in and slashed at the ghoul, tearing its rotted insides out. Mala freed her locked muscles and smashed the last ghoul twice with her staff. Attilius hit the last ghoul After with a defeating fireball, the ghouls, dropping it. The group argued about what to do next. They still wanted to rest. Eventually, they went down the southeast corridor into the east ledge of the Great Cavern. Atilius lent Lee his crossbow. Lee cast alarm, and they began to eat around the table and rest again. After about thirty minutes, Lee heard the familiar sounds of ghouls approaching from the dark below to the west. Lee stealthily moved back to the corridor they came from. Albrecht hid behind the table. Seven ghouls stepped into Turnim's light. Pippin dashed through the corridor into the dark and dropped into the channel in the smelter's cavern. Maula hid behind the table with Albrecht, Attilius and Julius still in wolf form, moved into the corridor with Lee Turnim tried to hide his light and followed them, but his light still showed through his robes. Lee used his bow to feel his way to the channel in the dark. Albrecht snuck from behind the table to the corridor. Albrecht, Lee, and Pippin saw a light rise from the northwest corner of the room and saw the flaming skull hover towards the ceiling of the cavern. Pippin ran down toward the channel through the east tunnel. Malus snuck into the corridor. Lee and Albrecht jumped into the channel, the latter stumbling at the bottom, and ran after Pippin. Mala dashed over and into the channel and caught up with them. Attilius used his keen sense to cast Webb on the stairs, catching four of them in the sticky strands and blocking their way up to the escarpment. Turnham shielded his light and made his way into the dark to the channel's edge and leaped down and passed through the tunnel to the east. The rhythmic booming heard throughout the mines was much louder ahead of them. They all saw the tunnel fill with light as the flaming skull prepared a fireball. Pippin took off at a sprint and almost immediately crashed into a wall, and turned and dashed and again crashed into a wall. Lee also crashed into a wall. Then the flames engulfed them. Attilius, watching from the corridor, saw the flaming skull cast his fireball at his companions in the channel. Assuming they were toast, he decided to go the other way in the dark, using his keen sense as he ran to the southern part of the ledge and cast Misty step slamming into the wall of the corridor to the south of the great cavern on the other side of the ghouls. Julius, as a wolf, ran after Attilius, leaping over the ghouls. Once inside the corridor, Julius led Attilius through the dark. Attilius asked Julius to lead them back to the entrance of the cavern. They made their way through the tunnels in the dark until Attilius was struck by a large wet slime that fell on him and engulfed him. Julius, as a wolf, managed to jump clear of the jelly. The jelly secreted its acidic juices onto Attilius, burning him. Attilius, using his keen sense, cast misty step and appeared further down the corridor, free of the jelly. Eventually, they made their way to the bottom of the pit below the entrance of the cave. When feeling around, however, they discovered that the ropes were gone. Discouraged, Julius turned back into his true form and suggested they go back and try to find their companions. In agreement, Julius cast produced flame, shedding some light in the area, and they went toward the old entrance in order to avoid the jelly. As they were headed north towards the great cavern, they saw a light coming from the ruined storeroom, which abruptly went out. Julius knocked on the door. Meanwhile, Albrecht, badly burned, looked around in the dark at his fallen companions. Only Lee was still moving. Lee felt around on the floor until he found a nearby wall. Albra cast Healing Word on Turinum and Pippin, reviving them both. Turnham lit up the area with his lightstone and cast Cure Wounds on Malla, reviving her. They found themselves near a narrow ledge overlooking a large cavern that housed a surging, seething body of water. At regular intervals, a fresh surge of water funneled into this chamber and slammed against the wall just over an arm's length below the ledge, and then dropped down about ten feet now all of their flammable gear was destroyed the group moved east where they found rough steps up carved into the natural stone tunnel at the top of the steps the walls opened up into another large cavern this one with glittering minerals in the ceiling that reflected the light creating the impression of a starry night sky they saw dozens of skeletons many crushed under fallen debris scattered across the floor the cavern was divided by an escarpment into which a flight of stairs had been cut. Passages led out of this area to the north, south, and west. On each level, they saw freestanding structures contained in the starry cavern. Both structures had battered and blackened masonry walls, their double doors cracked and scorched. Passing down the stairs to the lower escarpment to the south, the group found a tunnel leading south. Continuing through the tunnel, the wall soon opened up into another cavern, with dense carpets of weird fungi covering large sections of the floor. The growth included puffballs a foot across, weird shelf fungus growing on stalagmites, and large stalks and caps a good five feet tall. Some of the puffballs glowed with an eerie green phosphorescence. They turned and headed back north, approaching the western tunnel leading back to the smelter's cavern with the flaming skull. They ran through the corridor and the cavern towards the corridor leading back to the great cavern, where they fled from the ghouls. As they passed through the smelter's cavern, the flaming skull hovered towards them and shot a fire ray at Turinim, but Turinim managed to avoid it. Then the flaming skull shot another fire ray at Turinim, and he managed to avoid that one as well. Back in the great cavern, they found webs covering the entirety of the stairs down, but no ghouls in sight. Pippin, Lee, and Mala jumped down the ten-foot precipice. Turnham tried to lower himself down, but fell, bruising himself on the stone floor. Then Turnham cast guidance on Albrecht, who then jumped down. Lee heard the familiar sounds of ghouls coming from the darkness to the west, and so they all quickly headed south towards the cave entrance. As they passed the passage to the ruined storeroom, they heard a familiar voice. Turi! They saw Snog hiding in a room outside the storeroom. Snog, Turnim responded, "'what are you doing here? "'Do you know the way out?' "'All I know is this jelly thing tried to attack me, "'and then I found this room and it seems safe.' "'Jelly thing?' they asked. "'I don't know how to describe it,' Snog replied. "'It was big, and it fell from the ceiling and tried to smother me. "'I thought I was going to die. "'But I got away and I ran and I wanted to try to find you, "'but I was afraid and I found this room and I've been here ever since.' The group retreated into the storeroom. Pippin had a drink of his dwarven brandy and passed it around. Some of the group became suspicious of Snoge's coincidental appearance and asked him why he didn't try to leave. "'I tried to leave,' Snog explained. "'But when I tried to climb up the rope, there were bugbears up there. And when I tried to climb up the rope, they took the rope.' "'Where did they go?' Pippin asked. "'I don't know,' Snog replied. "'They were up there. There were a whole bunch of them. Like at least twelve of them, maybe more.' But I could only see twelve of them from where I was. Where have you been? While they were talking, Lee heard footsteps coming from the corridor. Then they heard a knock on the door. They opened it and saw Julia standing outside, who waved Tilius to join him. Lee, still suspicious, returned to questioning Snog. So, Snog, when was the last time we saw you? It's been a while. What do you mean, when was the last time you saw me? Snog responded incredulously. "'I'm old,' Lee replied. "'I have Alzheimer's.' "'You left me in the castle,' Snog replied. "'How many people were in the castle? "'What happened to them?' "'What happened in the castle?' Lee persisted. "'We were attacked,' Snog replied. "'Attacked by who?' Lee asked. "'By hobgoblins,' Snog answered. "'Hobgoblins? And then you ran to the cave? "'What happened to the others?' Lee continued." I was the only one who survived, Snog squealed. They died? Oh, that's convenient, quipped Pippin. What did you do when you got there? What happened when you tried to leave? How did you get past the ooze? There's undead all over this place, Snog pleaded. I tried to get out of here. I wanted to find you, but I was afraid. I tried to leave, but then the bugbears were there and I couldn't. Then I was wandering around and I didn't know what to do. And then the ooze attacked me and I ran. And I found this place and I've been hiding here ever since. And, and, all the rest of the goblins are dead. I'm the king of nobody. You're a king in our hearts, Lee finally offered. I'm really glad I found you, Snog replied. And we're really glad we found you, Snog, Lee said, with a hint of sarcasm that seemed to be missed by the goblin. Of all people, in this cave, alone, "'You guys look pretty bad. What happened to you? What happened to your clothes?' Snoke finally asked. "'What happened to everyone?' "'Fireball,' they answered. "'Fireball!' Snoke sighed and sagged to the floor, exasperated. The conversation continued as the group finished their rest undisturbed. After much debate, the group eventually decided to head north, back to the Great Cavern. Turanim renewed his light stone and cast light on Atilius's ring. As soon as they entered the great cavern, they saw ten ghouls advancing towards them. They backed up into the corridor with Malla and Albrecht in the lead to hold the line. Pippin threw a firebolt at the lead goblin on the right, burning its dead flesh. Lee fired his crossbow at the same ghoul, hitting it square in the face. Attilius threw a firebolt at the same ghoul, just skimming its shoulder. Julius Casper produced flame and hit the same ghoul, and it fell to the floor in smoldering flames. The lead ghoul on the left... Ripped its claws into Albrecht, and the one on the right did the same to Malla. Albrecht retaliated but could not land a meaningful shot with his rapier. Mala swung her staff at the second ghoul on the right, hitting it in the head, then kicked it back and stuck her staff through its skull, dropping it with a single flurry of blows. Pippin deftly rolled through the crowd and stabbed the lead ghoul on the left with both of his short swords and rolled back behind Albrecht. Tyrannum cast Toll on the dead on the same ghoul, but it had no effect. Lee shot his crossbow into the same ghoul's chest. Atilius threw a firebolt at the same ghoul's face and it went down. Julius cast continual flame, but his throw went wide and into the wall. The ghoul behind it sunk its claws into Albrecht, and the ghoul in the right did the same to Malla. Albrecht slashed with his rapier, ripping into the second ghoul on the left. Malla retaliated against the third ghoul on the right, smacking it hard with her staff him cast Toll of the Dead on the second ghoul on the left, draining its energy. Snow cheered the group on, shouting, You guys are doing great! Keep it up! Pippin tried to move up again, but couldn't get through Malla and Albrecht. Lee fired his crossbow at the second ghoul on the left, sinking his bolt into its gut and dropping it. Attilius hit the third ghoul on the right with a firebolt. Julius threw his continual flame at the same ghoul, skimming it. That ghoul lunged at Malla and Bitter. The ghoul next to it on the left raked its claws into Albrecht. Albrecht inspired Maula with his bardic inspiration, shouting, ''We're the only thing that stands between our friends and certain death! We have to hold this line!'' Then he slashed into the third ghoul on the left. Maula, inspired, smashed her staff into the third ghoul on the right, crushing its skull. him cast hole of the Dead on the third ghoul on the left, but it had no effect. Snoke chided Ternim to do something. Pippin dived into the front of the fray and stabbed at the same ghoul, tearing it apart. Lee fired his crossbow at the nearest ghoul. However, it hit Malla in the back and she fell. Attilius threw a firebolt at the ghouls, but it hit Albrecht in the back, burning him enough that he fell to the ground. Julius moved up and cast Cure Wounds on Malla, reviving her, but the fourth ghoul on the right ripped into Julius in response. The ghoul on the left swung at Pippin, but could not catch the child. Malla got up and kicked the fourth ghoul on the right and smashed it with her staff. Tyrannum cast Cure Wounds on Albrecht and Healing Word on Malla. Pippin stabbed his short swords into the fourth ghoul on the left. Lee fired his bow at the same ghoul, but the arrow hit Pippin in the back. Attilius threw his firebolt at the fourth ghoul on the right and hit it in the face, dropping it. Julius threw his continual flame but missed. Pippin, distracted by the bolt in his back, was raked by the ghoul in front of him. Albrecht got up cast Healing Word on himself, and yelled at the ghouls, My companions have done more damage than you could ever do! But it seemed to have no effect. Maula smashed the last ghoul on the right in the head with her staff. Turnham cast Toll of the Dead on the same ghoul, but it had no effect. Pippin stabbed at the ghoul he already wounded, finishing it, and rolled behind Albrecht. Lee cast Hunter's mark on the ghoul Maula had staggered and hit it with his crossbow, dropping it. Julius threw his continual flame at the last ghoul but missed. The last ghoul sunk its claws into Albrecht, causing his muscles to seize up, paralyzing him. Mala turned and swung at the last ghoul, barely hitting it with her staff and a clumsy kick. Turnham cast hole of the Dead on the last ghoul, draining its energy. Pippin rolled to the front and stabbed at the last ghoul, finishing it. Pippin began cutting the heads off the ghouls. Albrecht finally freed his muscles.